0: You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything, with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about This and That. Hello, This and That listeners. Thank you for joining myself, Brenda, also known as Miss Bren-Bren, and...
1: David, a.k.a. The Professor,
0: for another episode of This, this and that. that. And today is March 23rd, 2019, and we are recording episode 9 of our pretty popular podcast.
1: That's right. This is episode 9, uh, or as we like to call it, this is our 9 Lives Feline Edition And for those of you who are loyal this and that listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you also know that this is, as we say, an eclectic podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything. That is absolutely correct.
0: And did you know that we have listeners as far as Ireland? We are international. Exactly. Exactly. So not only do we have folks listening to us here in the U.S., but we have international people listening as well. So again, thank you to everybody that's listening in on a on-demand basis. And where can people
1: hear about us? Well, our podcast home, so to speak, is SoundCloud. But we're also available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Music. And I do believe that is pretty much
0: where people can find us now. But there are still some, at least one other place in the works, and that's YouTube, and that will be
1: coming soon, correct? That's correct. We'll have um, YouTube sometime this spring. That's, That's the plan. We're on target for that. So, stay tuned.
0: So, yes, stay tuned for that. And as you know, we're always going to be talking about everything that's anything. And what does that cover today in our Nine Lives edition?
1: Well, um, and hopefully it's people who hate cats read the description because if they don't n- know us from these podcasts. Because our Twisted Sensibilities, it's the Nine Lives Feline Edition But that doesn't mean we're going to be talking about cats, domestic, or wild the whole time. It means everything's going to have a connection to something cat or feline. For example,
0: what was the catalyst for this particular episode? And that was, we were speaking with someone who is a listener, and they mentioned the word crepuscular, and we looked it up, and it was like, hmm... That has something to do with cats and the fact that they um, like to uh, run around at twilight. So, we definitely have to do a cat edition.
1: Exactly. Because
0: that's an example.
1: Right. And then they get more tangential than that. So, we'll be talking about uh, March Madness, NCAA March Madness. There are lots of cats running amok. In March Madness, so of course we have to talk about it, and that's our connection.
0: Oh, they're doing more than running. They are swooshing and
1: doing three-pointers and some of everything else. Exactly. Uh, so, also, we will be talking about cats, as Ms. Bren bren alluded to as well. We have to. We already talked about their crepuscular, uh, meaning active at dusk, not nocturnal, and we kind of teased you all with this at the end of ep- uh, episode 8 uh, the other week. So we'll talk about a little bit more than that, and I don't want to give things away. We'll also give a, a few quick updates to some items we've talked about in previous podcasts. Uh, one is from the last episode, uh, update on the Boeing 737 MAX 8. And uh, again, our connection to cats is that, unfortunately, uh, Lion Air was the first uh, airline to have a 737 MAX 8 crash. And don't tell folks what the other
0: update is. Let them kind of wait
1: and listen in for that. Okay, but there's a definite cat connection there as well. And then we close out with uh, our very popular words of wisdom. Uh, We don't have anyone in studio here in podcast land this week as we did last week. Uh, However, I think uh, you all are in for a, a, a treat. We have a very exceptional, I think, words of wisdom to play for folks.
0: Yeah, and I think when you hear the voice, if you are a Batman uh, follower... I'm giving it away. Yeah, I know, but if you are a Batman follower, you will know the voice. So, does that pretty much do it for um, intros? Uh, pretty much. All right, then let's get started with this and that, the feline edition. Meow. Meow. We are going to get started with the ever popular March Madness.
1: <undergoing> yeah, I was waiting. I was <mumbles inaudible> waiting for the music. Okay, please stop. And again, we're low budget, so we don't want CBS coming after us because we can't pay them royalties.
0: Right, and we want, <laughs> not, to, not, um, not anyway. we want to spare your eardrums, so um, uh, we're going to stop David from... Uh, I can do my Luther impression. No, 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 please stop, please stop. Or else this episode <laughs> is going to be a catastrophic failure because you are singing... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I tried to get them to stop, folks. I tried real hard. I tried, folks. Okay. Let's talk about March Madness. Yes. Okay. And there are, uh, again, lots of cat mascot
1: teams that are playing.
0: I think this year we have 10.
1: Yes, there are 10 cat mascot teams that are in the NCAAs. And as of right now, I think. They, I'm not sure if they're all alive or not. But um, we have four Wildcat teams, two Tigers, two sets of Panthers, and two sets of Cougars, Mountain Lions, whatever you want to call them. Uh, because the Vermont Catamount, Catamount is a Cougar slash Mountain Lion slash, you know, Cougars have like a gazillion names. Don't ask me why. So they, they are in there. Um, interestingly enough, um, For those who do brackets, I I used to work with some people who religiously, we we all had brackets and somebody ran the pool, but there are people who picked brackets based off of mascots. Well, I used to do that, and I still That's true, you still do. I still do. (laughs) You still do, that's right. Silly me. But if you do pick based off of mascots, it's not as crazy as one might think. Uh, If we go since 1985, which was when the field of uh, 64 came about in the NCAAs, Um, Cats and People mascot teams are the ones that have the most NCAA championship victories and within with seven each. So you've had People mascots with seven and you've had Cat mascots with seven. Um, Interestingly enough, within the Cats mascot family, it's good to be a wildcat. If you're a wildcat, you and, and you make it into the Final Four, um, it's almost automatic that you win. But strangely enough, when they look at the stats, and the NCAA or the people who have actually gone through and done this because it's in their interest to promote everything March Madness. And when they talk about a wildcat,
0: they mean... Uh... Teams with the name Wildcat, yes. not Wildcats.
1: Yes, so we're talking, you know, um, that team down the road, Kentucky Yeah, let's Wildcats. not talk, let's not talk um, about Um. The, the, current, the current champions, um, Villanova, who have won two out of three, Villanova Wildcats, Kansas State, and uh, Abilene Christian are Wildcats, they're in this year, um, that type of thing. All right, now I have to put it out there. I am not a
0: Kentucky fan.
1: That is I, an understatement. I form.
0: wish them no ill. I hope they do well, but I'm not rooting for them. Now, I think a cat team will make the final four, and I think that will be
1: Villanova. I think I, I agree with you. I think a cat team is not just going to make the the final four; they're going to win it. And I think Villanova is going to win again back to back and get three out of four. If they don't win, then it's going to be another cat team, and that's um, LSU. I'm kind of torn between LSU and Villanova right now, but it's going well, to be one of the, my opinion. One of those two teams is going to, going to win that. They're definitely going to make the Final Four.
0: Well, I would not be surprised if a cat team pulled it out and won the whole thing, like you said. So I'm looking forward Houston, to some good matches.
1: The Houston Cougars are tough as well, but I think I mean the fact that Houston lost in their tournament to uh, UC tells me that they're they're not ready and I don't think they're gonna make it to the final four but they're they're, they're a tough team
0: now when and, you were talking about the um the 10 cat teams that didn't include the UC bearcats
1: right no because
0: but I thought their name was bearcats
1: it is bearcats but this is this is like um last last episode last week's episode about bananas where bananas aren't Aren't really a fruit, but they are a fruit. Um, they're fruit, but not a fruit. The bear cats—they're not bears and they're not cats. A bear cat is—it's an Asian mammal. It's a a benturong. and Google it, look it up. I'm not going to get into that now because we got too much stuff to talk about. But it's not a cat. It's not a bear cat. Fun fact about a binturong: If you're around a binturong. You're gonna you're gonna smell what smells like buttered popcorn. You're not crazy. Their urine smells like buttered popcorn. Yeah, and there's if a you, scientific reason for that and and I hope nobody was eating now, but I find that to be a fun fact.
0: Well, and if you happen to be in the southwest Ohio area and you make it to Cincinnati, go to the zoo and maybe you'll get to meet Lucy. That's who right. is a bear cat and yes, she does smell like popcorn. Mhm. Nice smell and she's cute too.
1: Let's see. Um, so that's Bearcats cats have a cat in their name, but they're they're not bear not cat. Um, that said, Old Dominion O.D. they they're the monarchs, but their mascot is uh, a person in a lion suit with a crown on. Uh, Big Blue is the name of the mascot, and Big Blue is like the happiest looking lion. In college sports. Hey, I would not be afraid of that mascot.
0: Nothing wrong with
1: that. That's almost like, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the team. The anteaters. Ooh, scared of the anteaters. Hey, but anteaters have long <laughs> tongues, so you should be scared. And they eat a lot of ants, but ooh, yeah, I'm real real scared of the anteaters. Sorry about that. No, 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 I don't think so. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, and then your last one was uh, Puss oh, in Boots. Oh, honorable mention, yeah. The um, Virginia Cavaliers. I threw them in as well because if if you're a fan of Shrek, you know that Antonio Banderas's animated character Puss in Boots dressed up as a uh, musketeer, which is a cavalier type of outfit. If Xavier was in, I'd throw them in too because you know they're the musketeers. So I give give them an honorable mention because of that.
0: But as we said, there are ten. Cat mascot teams in March Madness this year, and our and we're rooting for at least one cat team to make the final four and to win it all.
1: Yes, and um, or or one of the um, actually, really, just Virginia out of the honorable mentions. You you see, as as I I mentioned to to folks, not in the podcast, but outside in the real real world, outside of podcast land. I told the folks. UC was going to be would not only for the seventh year in a row not make the Sweet Sixteen. They were going to be one and done, um, and they were. Sorry, folks, it's just the way it is. Uh, but Virginia, Virginia Cavaliers, I throw them in as honorable mention because I like Tony Bennett,
0: All right. the coach well, and the singer. You have heard it from the folks here at this and that, and um, we'll see what happens. Do you want to play your version of the tune as we go into the next segment?
1: Well, I this is where I would do One Shining Moment, but you won't let me. Go
0: ahead, yeah, sing a little bit of it, I, stop, I would, and then we are going to play our song into the next segment. So,
1: here you go, folks. All right, that's enough. Just warm it up. One Shining Moment. All right, fine.
0: And now we're going to talk about what's up with that. So, David, what's up with cats having this reputation of not being nice? Um, Based on our experience, cats are nice.
1: Yes, and um, don't just take our word for it, folks. Cats are actually nice, so say scientists. There have been scientific studies that are, have that are been done in uh, this decade and, and uh, one from the last decade that prove empirically that cats are misunderstood but they are actually nice. They actually prefer the companionship of human beings over food. Um, I will say that again. That
0: says a lot. Could you say that again? Yes.
1: Cats prefer human companionship over food. In the studies, and they, they um, isolated out different activities so that they knew that these activities were ones around human companionship, food, and I forget the other, other two things that they know cats respond to. Uh, And that's the other thing. People try and treat cats like dogs. They respond to different, just like human beings, respond to different motivations. Some people are completely, you know, mercenary and are motivated by money. Some other people don't even care about money. It's the same with cats. Cats are not stimulated by the same things as dogs. So they did, did some studies and proved empirically, scientifically, that cats prefer the company of human beings over just eating food oh the other thing was chilling because cats sleep a lot and chill in the sun That was the other thing they prefer it over just chilling out yeah, as well and they do
0: chill a lot and trust me we have experience with cats
1: because we lived with three not cats one, not two but three simultaneously
0: how many years
1: oh About um um with all three 15 and then you know started the the peter out yeah, so... But, but three um, for 15 years, three. Yeah,
0: trust me, folks, we do have some cat experience, and it didn't take much for them to hop in our laps and ask for a belly rub and rub against your leg and that kind of thing. So they like people.
1: Yes, they like people. They like... um, And, and it, some things are just common sense. If a stranger comes into your house and you have a child, unless you socialize your child to just accept anybody off the street, they're going to be, you know, somewhat standoffish and aloof from that person for some amount of time. It's the same with cats. And also, nobody likes to be around everybody 24-7-365. Same with cats. No, come on. You know you
0: like every person that you have come into contact with on the street.
1: Right. I think not. Hey, well, people
0: think cats are supposed to be that way, so why not humans?
1: Anyway, also studies have shown that cats have, um, and this is true, but this is true of human beings as well. Cats can be deliberately manipulative, and the same with human beings. But cats have learned over the years to modify their uh, purring, specifically, and to a lesser extent their meows, but their purring and the like to trick us human beings into responding to them. And the reason they do this, again, if you isolate the frequencies, you find that cat frequency, cats now um, purr and meow when they really want something lickety-split, Those frequencies are the same frequencies as a crying human baby in the night. And you know how folks respond to crying babies. You can be in the deepest of sleep, and that baby's going to wake you up just like that. Same with cats. And this is, again, if you just think of it from a common sense standpoint, cats are completely dependent, domestic cats, completely dependent on humans for what they want. They can pretend they're hunters all they want. But then ain't going to cut it, and especially if they've been declawed. But even if they haven't been declawed, um, good luck out there in the wild for some amount of time. You, you're going to depend on human beings, even if it's, you know, getting the scraps and everything else that humans throw away. Uh, so they observe, like anybody else who's dependent on folks, and observe and say, Hmm, this little, you know, miniature human thing they come running to when this happens so let me try this and over time they have you know evolved to be able to modulate their voices to do this well in
0: uh globally i think there are 600 million cats
1: yeah right? It's over $600 now.
0: yeah. So I think cats have finally overcome or overtaken, overtaken dogs?
1: Yes, they're more. That's another misconception. I think most people would think there are more dogs in the world than cats. No. There are more cats in the world than, than dogs at this point in time, which begs the question as well that we here at This and That pose, should people stop fronting and just admit that cats are now more popular than dogs? And my proof is, how many cat videos are there on the internet? And people love cat cat videos. As opposed to dog videos and and dog gifs. People
0: love cat videos. You see them in Twitter pretty much on a daily basis. They love them.
1: Is there a huge, you know, mega clothing lifestyle brand called Hello Doggy? No, nope, Or Hello but, Puppy, but there's one called no, Hello, Hello Kitty. Kitty.
0: Hmm. So you can Just buy saying. handbags, you can
1: buy everything with Hello Kitty. It's well, ridiculous. Hello Kitty it, phone, smart phones, smartphones, earmuffs.
0: Yeah. Hello Kitty is pretty popular.
1: It's Hello Hello Kitty Bling. I mean, it's, it's 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 ridiculous and it's a global phenomenon. I mean, it started in Japan, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And uh, speaking of everywhere. Dogs, they still got Snoopy. How old is Snoopy? If Snoopy were a real dog? I mean, how many decades old is Snoopy?
0: Well, you know, it's
1: hard to They're find 50, Snoopy 60 paraphernalia. Old. I know. But again, goes with our thesis that dogs being popular and waning out. Let us know, you out there in podcast land. Do you believe, like Brendan myself, that cats, just like they were in ancient Egypt, they were worshipped? As divine, and we're seen as the top animal that humans interacted with, are they once again back on that pedestal, so to speak, and have overtaken dogs in popularity? And people are just in denial about this. Let us know at our email address, this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N, that all nine characters at sign about greatercincinnati.com drop us a line, let us know or enter a comment in wherever you're getting this, SoundCloud preferably because we absolutely definitely will see the comments there Uh, we try and aggregate comments from other places but we make no promises if you put things in iTunes and the like just because of how those platforms work well one thing is for sure if you ask
0: the 76 million cats in the U.S. They would say, cats rule the world. Let's give a few updates around um, some other events that we have previously talked about that have a cat relationship to what we're talking about. First, the catastrophic... Um, disaster that happened with the
1: Lion plane. Lion Air. There you go. Yes, the airlines. Um, the, the Lion Air crash that happened in October 2018. Uh, Boeing 737 MAX 8 jet. Um, uh, That was the first one, as, as most of you listeners know, and if you're loyal listeners, you know because we talked about it in our last episode, uh, the second crash of Ethiopian Air, the 737 MAX 8, and the plane's been grounded uh, worldwide because of uh, now definitely proven relationships between the two through the black box, black box data of Ethiopian Airline. The uh, The French authorities that were looking at that were able to definitely prove that it's the same issue, this MCAS system and sensor, Um, either malfunction what they don't know is there's a malfunction or or whatever but it's definitely the MCAS uh, which is supposed to be a safety feature to keep the plane from stalling out because it has massive engines and I'm not going to repeat ground if you want to know the back story on this episode 8 this and that we go into that now with the Lion Air crash um, oddly enough and this is one of these these things where, where life is amazing um, the day before that plane crashed, the exact same plane in flight, and just like any other airlines, they you know they fly the same routes every day, so they're flying the same route. Um, don't know exactly where in this route, but there were the pilot and co-pilot in the cockpit. They had a um, as these these folks often do. They had an off-duty pilot that's like you know come on up, um, Joe Bob, into the the cockpit. And um, you know, sit in the, the empty chair and whatever, versus be with everybody back in um, um, whichever coach, business, whatever, all the riff raff. I'm sure that the the pilots and crew think of us uh, flying, customer, paying customers. So they were there flying, and the plane started doing the same thing that it would do the next day when it crashed, meaning that um, erratic behavior. They, the pilot and co-pilot are fighting the plane, pulling it, pulling it back and forth, trying to make sure that, it, from their perspective, it seems to be trying to, trying to um, 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 stall out and, and maneuver in different ways, so they're using their training on regular 737s to try and, and combat this. To no avail, of course, because of uh, what's happening with this MCAS system. Now... Joe Bob, as I call him, I don't know what the real name is because Lion Air hasn't released the names of any of these people. But the off-duty pilot, which I will call Joe Bob, just to make it clear here, um, he sees this going on obviously because he's in the cockpit, and he says to the captain and co, um, co, um, the pilot and the co-pilot, um, hey. Uh, this is a 737 Max 8, and I'm dramatizing what the conversation would be because I don't know what it was in the black box, but this is how my imagination sees this conversation going. Uh, hey, we're in a 737 Max 8, right? It's like, yeah, um, um we're kind of busy right now, but yes, it is. And he's like, well, uh, why don't y'all just turn off the MCAS? It seems like the MCAS is misbehaving, and if you do that, all these problems will probably go away. Uh, And they probably looked at him like he had five heads and said, "Uh, what are you talking about, Joe Bob? What's MCAS? And he explained to them because he knew somehow about the system. And most pilots around, most people outside of Boeing didn't even know about the system because Boeing, as I explained in the last podcast, didn't tell people about it. And you can go into the whys and wherefores. That's explained in a eight. I'm not going to go over that ground again. So, They listened to him and turned off MCAS, and everything was fine. They landed the plane and lived. The next day, there wasn't somebody in that cockpit that knew about it. And you said it was the exact same plane. Exact same plane, exact same route. the
0: plane that crashed was the plane that you just referred to about the day before.
1: Yes, the day before, the same issue happened. They looked at the data. It's the same issue. Whatever that underlying causes that they don't know, it's the same issue. Um, they think the sen- something came in the sensor malfunction. They believe, and this off-duty pilot knew about MCAS and told them to turn it off, well, and as, all would be good. As and we it was.
0: said in episode eight, Boeing will have some explaining to do, and. Um, there's gonna be some lawsuits.
1: Well, it's not just that. As I as I said in episode eight, I said I'm not a lawyer, but it seems to me that they have some form Boeing, some form of legal exposure to this. Not just, you know, not just civil lawsuits, but possibly criminal. That's what I was hinting at. And it looks like I was right with this, because the Justice Department and the FBI have opened up a criminal investigation into this. Um, and there'll be much more to come, and we'll keep you apprised. Now, the next update that we're going to give is about Gary, right? Yes, um... And who's Gary? Once again, Gary is FC Cincinnati's, uh, winged lion mascot. And I have nothing against the mascot, what the mascot looks like, what the mascot does, but this name sucks. Well, get over it, the, um
0: mascot's name is Gary and the F C Cincinnati soccer team is doing pretty good for their first year in the MLS, correct?
1: Yes. Now of course it's early days but they they are doing quite well, especially since as we talked in previous podcasts, it's clear to me that somebody in MLS didn't just does not like Jeff Birding because they had some really excuse me, really tough matches to start.
0: So they lost <coughs> their first match
1: Up in Seattle.
0: In Seattle. And then they tied their second match.
1: In Atlanta. And then... The reigning MLS champs, Atlanta. Yes, we
0: can't forget that. They tied the reigning champs. And then their third match was their home opener. Last week. That they won. Yes,
1: they won 3-0, 3-0. And to put this in context... That would be like a NFL team coming out beating somebody, oh, I don't know, 50-something to nothing. I mean, that's, just, that's, that's the kind of equivalent that is. And, um, it, and this was not a, a pushover team.
0: Well, I bet Gary was doing some dancing and some cartwheels. Down in the Bailey, yeah, And some of everything else in the Bailey at Nippert Stadium. Yep, setting off smoke bombs. And
1: there will be more of Gary to come. Yes, so congrats again to FC Cincinnati. Good luck uh, with the rest of the season. That brings us up to our WOW or Words of Wisdom and this week again in keeping with the Feline Edition the Words of Wisdom will come from the one and only Eartha Kitt. Now Eartha Kitt was an American triple threat as they call it in show business uh, a dancer and that was her primary Uh, skill and vocation, that's where she started, that's what she thought she would always be, but then she ended up um, in Broadway, so she went from just being a dancer to a dancer, singer, actress, and did recordings, movies, and so on, was uh, involved with civil rights and the like. She was born January 17th, nineteen twenty-seven in North South Carolina, and that's the city or town of North in South Carolina. And she passed away uh, December 25th, 2008. Um, and she was living in Connecticut at the time, uh, I, I believe. So uh, she, as she would say, loved life. And the older she got, the more she enjoyed it, the the freer she felt. And she had some very, very uh, exceptional words of wisdom, Miss Bren Bren and I believe, as part of an um, interview that was done for a program called Speaking Freely done by the Newseum. Museum is a museum in Washington DC dedicated to news, the press, uh, free speech, uh, free expression and so forth and they did programs early on the beginning of the turn of the 21st century. This uh, recording was from September 25th, 2001, as part of that um, museum uh, program. So we're going to play a little bit of Eartha Kitt for you, and that is our Words of Wisdom for today. Life is not problematical. We make it problematical, because we're all listening to, some th- to someone else, to some thing, without listening to ourselves. We buy a lot of junk, for instance, that we know damn well we don't need. (laughs) We clutter up our lives with insignificant things that have no value at all. But when we start to think about how simple life is and how simple it should be lived, then we begin to realize, I have no problem. I don't have a real problem. Problem is something you make. Life is something you live. So, problem is something you make. Life is something you live. I translate that to mean live life, don't complicate it. Uh, She mentioned how we tend to buy a whole lot of stuff and try and make that stuff seem fulfilling to us when really it's the act of living Being out there in the real world, however you're interacting, that is uh, the gift that we all have and can share with one another.
0: And, yep, I definitely agree. And bottom line,
1: live. Well, Brenda, I believe that wraps up the Feline Edition. I this and
0: that. I believe so, and we want to give a special shout out to SP and her mom because they were the catalysts for our having this episode of this and that nine lives edition. So thank you very much for the suggestion. So now, David, what are we going to talk about in episode ten?
1: Episode 10, that is the long alluded to, long hinted at, long anticipated, and I would say somewhat overdue, tech edition of This and That.
0: Trust me, folks, he cannot wait for that one.
1: I am chomping at the bit. He is
0: more than chomping at the bit. He is ready to talk tech edition, and I'm not saying we're going to sit and talk about bits and bytes and go buy this version of this computer and that type of thing. No. It's going to be a little more uh, involved.
1: Yes. My hope and goal with the Tech Edition is to at least make you all familiar and at a 30,000... Jumbo jet flying in the sky level, at least conversant and knowledgeable enough with technologies that are going to impact and change your lives over the next 10 to 20 years. And there's a lot of hype in tech. I know that, you know that, but these are things that um, definitely will impact you one way or the other, whether you are a young person. 10 years old, 16, just starting a workforce in your 20s, um, getting ready to retire, you will be impacted by these technologies, good, bad, or indifferent. And in some ways, you already are being impacted by them. It's just you don't know it. So this is not going to be something where you're going to see from CNN or Nightly News or be able to pick up Scientific American and and they talk about these things. I'm going to talk about stuff that is... um, more revolutionary than that but is actually practical and being used
0: well until then folks get ready to listen to episode 10 and we will check back with you on the next edition of this and that until then all the best peace out bye folks You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by AboutGreaterCincinnati.com. Music by Poddington Bayer. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions about this episode, future episodes. Interested in sponsorship and/or advertising? Please email us at this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you, and all the best.